Um, Associate Director of Transfer Services. No, it's now it's Director of Transfer Recruitment and Retention. Boom! That's what I'm talking about. Welcome to the Transfer Nation Videocasting Podcast. Transfer Nation aims to create a network and community of educators who work with and advocate for transfer and post-traditional college students. Our mission is to build community, transform culture, and empower success for transfer educators and students by sharing resources and celebrating all things transfer. All right, all right. Welcome to another episode of the Transformation Videocast and Podcast. My name is Heather Adams, and I am here today with our reoccurring guest, Kim Morton, who is the Director of Transfer Recruitment and Retention at App State. If you don't know about Kim and her team's work at App State, uh, just trust me, they are rocking it out on transfer. They are doing so many incredible initiatives and transfer support um, and success of um, agendas that it's just, it's mind boggling. Like I'm really impressed by your work and um, the work that your team does. Today, we are gonna focus on the faculty mentor program. I'm really excited about this because um, getting faculty engaged in the transfer experience we know from the research is so impactful um, and can have such an influence on transfer success, on graduation rates, on um, academic success, uh, social integration. And Kim is gonna share her expertise expertise with us. So thank you for being here, Kim. Well, thank you, Heather. It's always a pleasure. I enjoy um, this series that you do and watching you on Transformation and all the great things you're doing. So, I mean, you're hard to live up to, but and I do think we need to take, a, especially since we're talking faculty, let everybody see your shirt first. before. Oh, thank. Okay. So for those who aren't, uh, we, it is inauguration week. <laughs> I yes. I've, not been, I've not been wearing the t-shirt all week, but for those who aren't, are not watching the video cast, but are listening, I have a a t-shirt that says, do you want to read it, Kim? That's Dr. Biden to you, sir. Boom. Yes. We are supporting awesome. Dr. Biden, our yes. community college champion. We love you if you're listening. Uh, we think you're <laughs> yeah, amazing. <really. laughs> and I'm going to put in the link, I'll put in the comments to this, the link to the really cool organization that's selling these shirts. Because if you buy one of these shirts through bonfire.com, they, um, uh, the uh, proceeds go to Nova Community College, which is where Dr. Biden teaches at the yeah. moment. So that oh, thanks. Awesome. Thanks for pointing that out. Oh, no, I have mine's on the way. I saw you said I saw your post and I ordered one this morning. So I'm looking forward to getting my shirt too. Um, I love it. Article, that was just ridiculous. But never mind. We won't go there. That's a whole nother episode. Exactly. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I would just love to dig right into the topic of the faculty mentor program. Maybe just start with the origin story. How did it start? Why did it start? Um, how did you develop it on your campus? Well, I will up front to begin with, it was here before I got to app. I've been at app for five years. Um, it evolved um, out of, from what my understanding, out of a transfer symposium that we had that introduced um, transfer population and services to the campus. And out of that, we got some advocates 
to um, come into the role of the faculty mentor program. Um, but when I came on, I formalized it a little bit because they were just kind of signing people up. I'm like, hold up, we need a training program. We need, we need some organization to this. We need to make sure we're utilizing them um, and they're able to connect with the transfer students. Um, so um, we did put some much more structure into the program. Um, but the good thing is it, it benefits not only the, trans, the transfer students, but also the faculty, because it creates great advocates across campus and in departments. And that's one of the things we really talk about in the, in the um, training is that you are becoming an advocate. So if you hear someone in your department or at a meeting saying something about the transfer population, you can stop them and tell them all the knowledge and the information that you are aware of um, to bring other people into the fold. Um, but we have over 125 faculty now um, on campus that are transfer faculty or faculty transfer mentors. Um, they are totally volunteers. They do not get paid. They do not get um, you know, credit time for this. They are just totally volunteering their time to be a faculty transfer mentor. And I find that most of them were, there's two main reasons people raise their hand to become a faculty mentor. One, they were a transfer student themselves. And we get that a lot, um, that they are like, I remember what it was like, and I want to be here for these students as they're going through. Because um, over 25% of our population are at, at Appalachian are transfer students. So a lot of students in their classes, especially in certain majors, we see a lot going in those like psychology, psychology biology. And so we have more transfer mentor or faculty mentors in those majors just because of they see more. And that's what the other reason is a lot of them become mentors is because they're seeing those students at either at, they're an advisor to the students or they're a faculty mentor or they're staff. We have a lot of staff that have signed up. We, you know, it's called faculty mentor program, but I'd say a quarter of them are staff as well. Um, and they are across their, their administrative assistants in some of the um, academic departments. They might be in housing. They might be in, um, campus activities. They're just like all over and they just want to be advocates for our population. So that's really cool. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. Because as we know, it can't be one person on campus exactly. who's serving transfers, especially with a population, the size of, of yours of transfers at your institution, it needs to be the whole institution and create this culture. I love that you're developing transfer change agents across exactly. the campus um, staff and faculty and creating kind of spreading that awareness and that inclusivity training, if you will. Mm -hmm. So how do, how do staff and faculty find out about it? How do they know uh, how to get involved? Sure. So there's a few ways we do it. Um, we are part of the faculty orientation program. So I get to get in front of all the faculty and tell them about this. Now it's, they're usually similar to our students. They're drinking from the fire hose too, but I give them a flyer say, I know it might not be this semester, but a year from now, think about it. And so I will have people come down, you know, come to me a year in or so and say, okay, now I want to be a faculty mentor. So we put that bug in their ear very early. Um, I, it's simple things like putting, we have a workshop, um, I like a professional development page. And so I make sure all of my stuff is both on the main professional development page. And then we have um, one through the Center for Academic Excellence. And I, you know, partner with them to make sure it's advertised through them as well. Um, send out, we have an email digest that goes to everybody um, once a week. Um, though that gets quite bogged down. Um, and really, truthfully, the biggest one is just uh, 
references and recommendations from other faculty mentors. You know, they might hear from their colleagues that that they're in this program or someone's talking about transfer and they say, well, you should do this. I'm doing this. I'm a mentor. You should become a mentor. Um, now, I will say we're not, it's not a true mentor-mentee match. We don't match students because, again, we're, we're seeing almost 2,000 students, new transfer students every year. And if we have 125 faculty, obviously it's not a match. Um, so the word mentor um, is a little um, confusing there. So I don't want to um, anyone to say, how do they do that? Um, but we do in touch the students, get the students in touch with the faculty multiple ways through um, comms, through the um, admissions funnel. You know, we start emailing them about this faculty mentor program early on um, when, as soon as they get admitted to the institution. We want them to reach out because as we know, when transfer students are deciding where to go, they want to know how much it's going to cost, how long it's going to take, and what classes they have to let to take. And so the faculty are the key people to get them that information. Um, and these faculty have raised their hand and said, I'm happy to meet with students. I'm happy to help them through this. We also want them to encourage them to get involved beyond the classroom. So research opportunities, internships, um, other ways that they can add to their resume or to the grad school application. And some students coming from certain schools, smaller schools, community colleges, they might not know how to do the research and find the research opportunities. And that's where these mentors can make those connections. I love that. I was actually going to ask how the students got involved and how they found out about it. So yeah, it's, uh, um, it would be, it's so hard to do a mentor program where you're pairing people one-on-one, but this also gives uh, students a chance to exercise their own agency, you know, and kind of reach out and do that, encourage them to really um, help themselves in that academic transition. So you had mentioned a training, you know, how I feel about trainings and professional development. And so I'm really interested in what this training is and what it looks like and how it might change if you're talking to staff or faculty um, or even student staff if you've trained student staff and and what are the elements of that training? Sure I want to jump back one second though and I also say that these faculty mentors I give them a list of all the new students and they actually outreach to them as well. So at the end of every semester I send it out about a week prior to the start of the semester to the faculty mentors and they'll reach out to the students that are in their major and say, hi, I'm a faculty mentor. Please let me know how I can help. Here's my office location. Stop by. Um, we've tried some socials where we'll pull um, new students with the mentors together. Um, and obviously, COVID's not allowing that to happen very well this year. But <laughs> we'll get back to it in the future. But as for the training, yes, it is a required 90-minute training. And no one gets out. I've had quite a few deans and directors say, hey, yeah, just put my name down. I'm happy to serve. And I'm like, sorry, you got to sit through the training. <laughs> so I make them do the 90 minute training. I prefer it in person. Obviously, this year I've been doing it virtually, but I feel like it's and it's usually small. It's five to 10 people in a room. So it's good. We can have the conversations um, and I kick it off by everybody introducing themselves, why they want to get involved. Were they a transfer student so that we can get to know who in the room has what experience and why they're doing it. Um, but there's some major parts of it. So one, we talk about transfer nationwide. So I bring in some data from nationwide to let them know how many times students transfer, where they start from, where they um, they go just so they can see the big picture. Then I bring it down to North Carolina and then to App. 
with all the data, um, talking about the different populations, talking about, especially at app, going through what is our average age, um, what are our top transfer institutions, majors, so that they can see where it is and that sort of stuff. Um, so that takes a good chunk of 20, 30 minutes or so going through that. Um, but then we get into um, just some of the, um, just some of the feelings and the survey results we've gotten through students about what their experience has been and what faculty mentors can do um, to alleviate that. We talk about both in the classroom or um, in their office and just not, um, just generally university-wide. One of the things I always like to say is, you know, we have this in higher ed, we like to say, welcome class of 2024, we're so happy. And then the transfer students are like, what about me? I'm not going to be here for four years. And so it's just making sure you have that transfer language and point of view and that you're welcoming. I'm not saying don't welcome them. Just say welcome to App State instead of welcome to the class of. And so getting rid of those old traditions that no longer apply to majority of students. I always point out to them, even our our. Um, our first years come in with a lot of credit and may not be here for four years. So um, we, we talk about that. We talk about just transfer in general, you know, vertical, horizontal transfers, getting to understand that, the barriers, um, why students transfer. Um, and then I always bring them back into the conversation. So especially the ones that came as a transfer, why did you transfer? How was your experience? And so that they can talk about it um, as well to the group. Um, and so I think that's what makes it a really valuable training um, so they understand um, how other people, besides students, what their colleagues experienced along the way. Um, it does seem like those experiences, the sharing of experiences, whether it's a student story or whether it's a staff story about their journey or their interaction with a student, just makes all the difference in the world in terms of relating it. And maybe it's just because we're, as we were talking about earlier with human connection and like, maybe it's just because we like to kind of connect and, and understand each other through telling stories and through sharing stories and sharing how an experience is for us. But I've always found that when I bring kind of student stories into it, or even students, a student panel into the training exactly. or a student worker who share your experience since, you know, you're here yeah. and you want faculty know and faculty I was going to ask you about the challenges working with faculty because one I've had this conversation with a couple of folks who are interested in getting faculty involved with the transfer community, and I think sometimes um, if you're if you're working in student services and not academics or you don't have a lot of interaction with faculty, it can be a little intimidating or you can kind of feel like oh how do I bring faculty in on this? How do I get them engaged in a training? How do I have them sit for 90 minutes and um, feel like it's something that uh, really um, is going to uh, influence and impact their behavior in the future? Any thoughts on that? Like, are there challenges that you've run into? It sounds like you have a really open and communicative yeah. and willing faculty. We, we do. I will say there's certain departments that are all in and other departments that are, we can't even get a foot in the door. Um, so that does play. Um, I try to target those departments we can't get into with emails like, 
student recommended you because they think you'd be a great mentor um, and, and things like that, you know, play to, up to them. I get it. Exactly. Because, yeah. you know, faculty at research universities, they're, they're involved in their research. They're on right. committees. They've got a million things on their plate. Teaching is one of them. At community colleges, it tends to be much more focused on the on classroom teaching, and teaching. Right. Yeah. Obviously, those are generalizations. And they are. And Everybody. Are. But it is a, it right. is a thing that we that we struggle with. We are a teaching institution at App, so um, while we have undergraduate research, it's not as um, it's not as ivory tower, I guess I would say. Um, and so there are a lot of faculty that are all in on this, um, and that's great. I mean, when you look at some of our departments, math. English psychology, we have like 10 mentors in each of those because they're all in, they're jumping on. Also, I'll say we get a lot of our faculty from the community colleges. So we get a lot of math faculty come over to app or English faculty come to app. And so they've been working with community college students and get it a lot. Um, there's, again, there's still some work to do to get into certain departments. Um, we do meet um, whenever a new chair comes on, a new department chair, um, usually in the summer is when a new chair starts. Our office will meet with them um, to introduce our office to them because it's a unique structure. Um, our office is online and transfer services, and we basically do all transfer relations. We do the credit evaluation. We do um, pre-transfer advising. We don't do advising once they get to app because that's more academic based. Um, but everything else we do surrounding transfer. And so it's not something they may have seen at another institution. So we like to um, introduce that to them. Um, my colleague, Nate, who presented on the faculty mentor program as well at NIST last year, um, he meets with them to talk about the petition process and um, all the different credit side of it. And then I talk to them about this and how um, we need to partner with your department. And we give them a list of the mentors. And if we don't have a mentor, we're like, I guess what we need to do in your department. And that really helps them um, push it along. Um, I've had chairs send out the information because I'll, when it's time to start registering for the trainings, I'll send it to my current mentor saying, hey, do you know anyone that might be interested? And if chairs, I had the biology chair last year, sent it out and I got five new mentors out of the biology department because the chair encouraged um, his faculty to get um, to become mentors. So it's awesome like that when we can work together across the university um, and there's buy-in um, for this population. I was actually going to ask if there's any, I love that there are community college uh, professors who are now teaching at App State who get involved because of their experience mm -hmm. and understanding of the community. Do you have any communication between faculty at App State and faculty and their counterparts at community colleges or any interaction there and maybe not through the mentor program but right, maybe right. through admissions yeah well there there is um we I mentioned um the mentor program came out of the transfer symposium and we've done four of them over the last 10 years and one of the symposiums we did um was on um connecting faculty at the community colleges and faculty here in certain um, the, uh, academic departments, especially um, the STEM fields is really what we focused on. Because if someone's, if biology is not marking up with what biology is being taught here, there could be a deficit. And so having them teach. Some of those departments have continued the work. I'm going to brag on math again. Math in state of North Carolina, at least, has a great 
relationship with the community colleges, probably because we teach most of those math um, faculty their graduate program, and then they go out into the community college and teach them, um, teach the students. And so they have um, continued to work on the curriculum alignment between the two um, different types of institutions. So yeah, definitely. Um, we also did a symposium where we got a bus and we put all of our, a bunch of our faculty and staff on it and took it to a community college so that our faculty and staff could see what a community college looks like. Cause some of them have never been, um, some of us have, and some haven't. And so it was good to give them a tour, let them hear from transfer students, um, our students down at the community college before they were to transfer. And so that was a that was an eye-opening symposium as well. For those listening, I'm sure you can, start to picture just the the type of ecosystem that has been developed here, this transfer-friendly ecosystem um, where folks are sharing information, learning about the different cultures, whether it's the community college or the university and learning from each other. So you talked about the training and you talked about a few elements, the importance of data, the importance of sharing student stories and student Mm -hmm. experience, demystifying some of the myths or uh, learning some of the language and lingo, Uh, to create, to help create a welcoming space for the diversity within the community of transfer students and the unique transfer experience itself um, in terms of the the shorter um, two-year timeline, two or three-year timeline and all of that. Are there other elements of the training? It sounds like you are really giving, providing and developing skills within the faculty and the staff that take this training so that they can then be advocates on campus, as you mentioned. Um, They can help train and and inform, uh, educate other folks on the transfer community. And then the outreach, which I love that you actually don't just put the onus on the student, but you have the faculty outreach. What's what are the other expectations for the faculty that are involved in the program? Sure. There's one other thing we um, cover in the training, and that's just the resources. We want them to know all that our office has to offer and other resources. I give them at the end, send them a whole resource list across campus, because sometimes that doesn't make it down to the faculty level. And so they're meeting with the students and they're not sure who to reach out to if the student's having study skills issues and things like that. And so we make sure they have those resources, but they also know what our office does. And I always tell them, if you don't know where else to go, start with me and I can help you. Um, But once they become mentors, their name goes on a website. Um, So that's where we refer students to through some of our comms throughout this um, as they're coming in. And then when they first come, we send a welcome comm to all of comming and email to all of our students. with everything from the resources of our faculty mentors and our student mentors to, you know, I've noticed sometimes we we struggle with even getting our students to know the resources on campus in sense of like our learning management system is a Moodle system, but we renamed it as you learn. No one's gonna find that unless you point it out. And so those are some of the things that we need to make sure that everybody is helping our students learn. Um, but, We also, um, they get a sticker that can go on their door so that as students are walking down the hall, they can see, oh, that's a faculty mentor, similar to the ally training and to the green zone training veterans do and stuff like that. So do you have a sample of it, but like on your desk or anything? Uh, Hold on. I'd love to show one. Because I have the funky background. Oh. Oh, no, it works. Yeah, I love it. For those who are listening at home, it's a beautiful yellow sticker that says uh, faculty 
transfer mentor and it's got the big a for app state in the middle and then there's it's a website yeah and then the website yeah i love it that's great <laughs> So, you know, most of them put them on the door. Some do put it on their laptop because there's some faculty that actually do their office hours, like in our um, student union and other places. And so they find having it on the computer is a better advertisement. Um, we also encourage the faculty mentors to help us with events. So the first few days of school, we have a transfer tent on the on Sanford Mall, which is our green area. So students can stop by if they need directions or they just want to connect. We encourage our faculty mentors to stop by or even to pull shifts in that. Um, we have them help us with some events for our transitioning students. The TPOP, which we discussed back in April, um, one of the during the information commons part of it, we, when we're in person, um, we have a table for the faculty mentors. And so faculty will donate a time, an hour of their time and meet with students and that sort of stuff. Um, so those are some of the things. And they serve on committees like our scholarship read committee. Um, when we're reading scholarships, a tra first transfer scholarships, I'll get um, about 25 volunteers of them to help read our scholarship applications and things like that. Um, I try to share some articles and other um, additional training with them. Um, but, you know, it's also in the busy day to day sometimes um, can't get them out as often as I'd like. But those are some some of the things that we have them do. Um, but again, the other part is encouraging them to connect with the students in their academic department. Um, that's the big key. Are there any culminating events once a student has gone through their experience and um, kind of at graduation, are there any kind of, do they help sort of at the end celebrate the like the next right. steps in the transfer journey? I'm sure they're helping them with grad school and research and letters of recommendation, but um, yeah. any plans or any future plans to kind of round that experience out? That would be awesome. We played with the idea of doing a transfer graduation type ceremony um, you know, we, a lot of the colleges will do a college of ed brunch on the day of graduation, or they'll do other things like that. And so we've played with that. It's, it comes down to a money issue, unfortunately. Um, but we are starting a transfer alumni network, um, and hopefully we'll have that up and thank you for helping me, um, get some of that background information, but hopefully we'll have that up and running by the fall. And we'd love to be able to pull the, I know we want to pull our current transfer student mentors and our faculty mentors into that a little bit, as well as pulling the alumni back in to do some panels um, with our current transfer students. So just connecting all of the different resources we have in the office. I love how you're aligning the whole transfer experience from the tr from pre-transfers to the transfer uh, transition in through and then out. I love it. Yeah. Okay, so you've given us some incredible nuts and bolts advice about, you know, how how this thing developed, um, the training aspects, the the incentives, um, and some of the kind of intri uh, the ins and outs of the of the experience for faculty and for students. Are there any major takeaways or tips, you know, for anybody who's listening who's like, oh, I want to start a transfer faculty mentor, and I where do I even start? Right. Tips, insights things to look out for? Mm -hmm. I think there's a few. One, again, the faculty are going to be their biggest supporters um, for new ones coming in. So if you can 
or identify those core group that you've been having conversations with and meetings and committees and they're like oh I love transfer students I want to they're my favorite you know those are the ones to get in at the beginning and start building it I will say we have a transfer advisor or transfer services team which is an internal advisory board on our campus and um, we almost I believe all of the faculty that volunteer on that were our mentors as well. And so again, they just get further, further indebted into the transfer world, but they are the ones that are also helping us figure out what else we should be doing with this group and always reminding us of ways to use them. Um, and I really do also think those, um, what the other thing we've done is started a um, talking transfers. We did it during National Transfer Student Week. Um, and we're going to do a similar week in March called Transfer Madness um, around March Madness. I stole that from someone. I'm not sure where I saw that, but I, whoever I stole it from, props. Uh, <laughs> but during that week, we do a pared down version of this training, about 40 minutes of just kind of the let me tell you about this population. For people that have don't have the time to necessarily be a mentor, they um, maybe it's their first year um, teaching, or maybe they're doing research and they just don't have it, but they want to know more about the transfer population. This is more of like a green zone training or an ally training type of thing, um, surface level, um, telling them about the data, maybe not the national data as much, maybe more about Appalachian student population and just how they can think about how to best welcome and serve the transfer students and the differences between a transfer student and a first year straight out of high school. And that's a lot that we focus on is we wanna make sure they recognize the difference just in how they use their words and their, um, their lingo and that sort of stuff. I think you're, really touching on an important point that sometimes I think, you know, it's easy to forget. You kind of want, it, it, it's working on levels, right? Everybody's got a different amount of capacity, attention span, ability, and time that they're going to be able to give to this. We need everybody to be on board with transfer. Some folks are going to come in with some knowledge. Some folks are coming in with no knowledge. So you're, you're working with the, um, the community and the culture that you have, and you're kind of meeting them where they are and giving them opportunities to have these touch points with transfer advocacy training and transfer awareness and transfer education so they can build on it and they can kind of grow and develop throughout their time there as they have the time. So that's exactly. a really, that's a great tip for anybody who's doesn't want to bite off all, of, you know, more than they can chew. Mm -hmm. um, this might be unique to your university, but I wanted to ask you one last question about actually just approaching faculty. So you, one tip was um, find your, tra your transfer champions, right? Who are your transfer champions on campus? Um, who are the transfer, who are the faculty who were transfers or worked at a community college? Awesome tip. How are you getting into the faculty trainings? Like, you know, how, that seems like kind of a big, I heard that and I thought, ooh, how would I have done that? Um, I don't know if all schools have, you know, one faculty training or if each department does it. Every school does it a little bit differently. What was your experience with that? Um, it was... At my last institution, I was faculty ranked, so I knew what the training was from that point of view and what it was good to know about the different populations. And when I saw the schedule and that it was really more 
first year, let me tell you about the demographics of our first year. That's when I knew we needed to also include the demographics of our transfers. Um, and it's just making relationships, reaching out to the director, um, having those conversations. Um, and it, you know, it's not going to happen maybe that year, um, but maybe the next year. And it has, the training has evolved. So it started with, they do a, they call it an educational mall where they have um, at the end of the faculty, um, new faculty orientations first day, they have this faculty mall where they have tables of all the different supports and resources with alcohol and food and, you know, just a way for new, fa I know, right, new faculty to connect with those folks. And so that kind of started it. And then, you know, you make those connections with the people in that department say, that's great, but how else could we get in front of them? Can I give them a one page of all of our demographics um, in your folder? Maybe, you know, maybe I don't get five minutes. Maybe I just slip a demographic sheet in their folder that a week later when they're reviewing the folder, they pull it out and they learn more about it. So it doesn't even have to be you getting in front of them, just getting the information in front of them. Um, I'll also say it's important, again, back to the data to know what are your big transfer majors. Um, so what are the majors that are bringing in a lot of transfer students and then focus on those first? Um, you know, don't, we have 150 majors, so I'm not going to be able to go to all 150 majors, but what are our top five? What are our top 10? Start with those, have those conversations with those departments, and then kind of work out from there. You are developing transfer advocates all over campus. I love it. I love how you're, um, how you really are so thoughtful in the process and you're really giving a lot of incredible nuggets of information to the world out there. So thank you so much, Kim Horton. It's just a joy. I love that you're here for, uh, as a regular guest uh, on, on our Transformation podcast. And it's just, a, it's always a joy to get to talk to you. Thank you so much for listening. To continue the transfer conversation, be sure to join the Transfernation Facebook group at tinyurl.com slash wearetransfernation. You can also follow us on Instagram at wearetransfernation and on Twitter at transferpride. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at tinyurl.com slash tnationtube. If you have ideas for future episodes of the Transfernation videocast and podcast, please email us at wearetransfernation at gmail.com. We can't wait to continue celebrating all things transfer with you. And as always, in Transfer Pride.